0: and welcome to peach pod my name is benjamin stout i am the new addition to the gang and uh and unfortunately the gang is not with us tonight uh but i am excited to bring you this special with bo warren uh he's a great friend of mine bo is the policy director at Georgia Department of Agriculture, and both thank you so much for coming on. Ben and Benjamin, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Y'all, I'm excited about this because this is one of those stories here in Georgia that does not get told as much as it should be told. And so we are going to talk about Hurricane Michael today. We're going to talk about what happened, get a recap it has been a little while, talk about what has been done, and then what uh, should be done still to come on both the state and federal levels. Before I get started, Bo, I want to share a story that you posted on Facebook. Uh, it went low-key viral, you know, not full viral. low-key viral. It, um, got, it reached tens of thousands of people, which is pretty cool. And it was just one of those stories that I think touched people at that time. And so I'm going to read what you posted. You said, uh, today was a tough day. I received a call uh, in the office from a cotton farmer asking for government assistance in the aftermath of Hurricane Michael. He ended up breaking down with me over the phone and admitted he wasn't even really sure what it was that he was asking me for help with. He went on to say that this had been his 45th cotton crop and best cotton crop ever. The contract was signed and the price was good. This would have paid off the debt he still owed from last year's loss due to Hurricane Irma. But this crop was gone. His equipment damaged, his sheds gone, and his house destroyed. I know this individual but have never met him. But I have been in this industry long enough to know that you don't produce 45 stands of cotton without being tough as nails and independent as hell. And they certainly don't call a complete stranger and break down in tears of desperation from seeing a life's worth of work and legacy wiped from the earth. As reports come in, it is my fear that this is just one of thousands of similar stories in Georgia. If your business includes serving the farm community, you would be wise to immediately demonstrate your partnership with those impacted by Hurricane Michael. Because, quite frankly, only very few know how or are willing to feed and clothe this planet. It's a pretty powerful Gryphon story. Whenever I saw that, I'm not a crier, but I kind of teared <laughs> up just thinking about, uh, you know, a whole person's life worth and it, by nothing that they did, it all getting destroyed. And um, can you catch us up? I know that you don't have to say the name of this
1: individual, but do you know kind of what happened there, and, and what did these farmers do who who've taken such a great loss? I've had a, throughout my career, I've had lots of conversations with farmers, and this one this one definitely got to me too. It choked me up because I knew the independent nature. Of these farmers, and uh, and I could I could just tell over the phone what he was going through. Um, I I knew the individual's name, had not met him at the time, but have since have, have really developed a relationship with this this individual, and uh, probably talked to him once a week or at least every other week. And uh, he's still struggling. Um, and I you know he's later in his years. He's looking at retirement. Will he try to uh, start over? Uh, I don't think he's I don't think he's still sure at this point. Um, but for the younger farmers in in Georgia that have uh, been impacted by Hurricane Michael, it's going to be very difficult for yeah. them uh, to, to, to restart. And uh, so the situation's definitely still ongoing. Yeah. Well, and I think that, that kind of just kicks us off as to bring us
0: back into the state of mind of, of how devastating this was when it happened. Because a lot of times we kind of listen to the news cycle come and go and we forget about it and and i think that that's kind of a good way to kick off of just and you know uh, a million is a number uh, one you know or is a statistic one person is a story right and so kind of highlighting that um but i want to get into let's talk a little bit about just how devastating that was so we have the one story let's talk about the broad numbers can you tell us a little bit about just how devastating Hurricane Michael was to, to South Georgia.
1: So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit difficult to, to, to sit here in North Georgia and think about the, the total impact of Hurricane Michael as it hit the Southwest portion of the state. So uh, uh, our, our numbers show that total agricultural loss, and again, we're primarily looking at about 67 counties, depending on how you want to look at it in that Southwest Georgia area. Uh, hurricane michael cost two and a half billion dollars in agricultural losses and it's across the gamut from peanuts to timber to pecans to cotton Hmm. Um, vegetables georgia now has a significant uh, vegetable industry those are high value crops and uh, but the numbers that we're showing are uh, are two and a half billion dollars. Man, that's incredible. And any idea, kind of, uh, what percent of Georgia's farm that is,
0: or how many individuals, or anything like that, when we're talking about the people, and not just the crop?
1: Well, it, 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 let me answer that by focusing on a crop. So, I heard a, a statistic today from our uh, uh, head of our Georgia Forestry Commission, and he said 10% of Georgia's timber crop or uh, t- timber crop was lost, wow. and so. Ten percent may not sound like a like a lot, but you got to think that's concentrated in that one particular region of the state. And so for those specific counties, it's obviously devastating. Um, I've heard statistics that at least half uh, 50 percent of Georgia's cotton crop was lost across the state. So that's not just in those counties. So if you, focus, wind damage.
0: if you focus into those counties, on um, some of the ones hit harder, it could be
1: 80 90% in one county based on how badly it was hit. Absolutely. But at that particular time of year in October, um, Standing Cotton can't tolerate 30-mile-per-hour winds, mm-hmm. much less 120-mile-per-hour winds that we saw in Seminole, Decatur County. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's believed that when Hurricane Michael crossed over into Georgia, it was still a Category uh, uh, 4 hurricane. Uh, we've reported over 129 actual poultry houses that have been uh, completely destroyed. And, but the impacts are felt throughout the state. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you a question here. And again, of course, this is just kind of your opinion and just kind of your words. But I know the president came down and he was in uh, Florida and then also came to Georgia to take a look at what happened. And this is just a, curious, a matter of curiosity. Do you feel like him coming down, was that... Him wanting to see what was going on, his people wanting to see what was going on and see what all needed to be done, or was that partly a this is what everybody cares about and talks about, I need to be there on the ground for the for the photo opera? Do you feel like that
1: brought the attention to to get something done? The um, the Trump administration, uh, Vice President Pence, uh, our U.S. Uh, Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue, were immediately responsive uh, to, to to our Georgia farmers, Alabama farmers, Florida as well. And I think they generally wanted to come see, get a grasp on how severe the situation is. Um, and they've been super, uh, super helpful and super responsible so far. That's
0: awesome. Awesome. So obviously, huge impact to Georgia farmers. You talked about some of the industries that it hit. Uh, Secretary uh, uh, of Ag and here in Georgia was, was tell, or Commissioner of Agriculture here in Georgia was telling me recently that pecans were one of those especially that really took a big
1: hit because how long does it take for those trees to come back? It takes, it takes a a, from it, it, It's at least 10 years after you plant the tree before you actually see any meaningful production. Mm-hmm. And we lost trees from one years of age to uh, 100-year-old trees that were still in, in significant production. Yeah. And so, particularly with pecans, the issue there, once you get it in the ground, you spend several years, lots of resources, lots of money to establish that stand. Yeah. And uh, when it's gone, you can't just necessarily plant another seed the next year and expect to uh, ex- expect to generate a crop.
0: Man, that's got to, for, for those who lost that, that 10 years cannot be easy. Um, I want to move on, now. so we're talking about, I want to take the, this issue from a different angle now. So we're going to move on. Uh, I'm a conservative here in Georgia, I know you are too, and, uh, and certainly um, uh, the people under the gold dome, the vast majority of the House, the Senate, and the uh, constitutional officers are. But when this happened, there was an immediate call to have a, a special session to take care of our farmers in South Georgia. But as a general principle, conservatives say you don't take wealth from one individual, and redistribute it to another individual as a general principle. Why are, are farmers an exception? Why are taking care of those who are devastated by Hurricane Michael an exception?
1: Well, we really we really need to a- applaud Governor Deal and our Georgia General Assembly for coming back into uh, special session, which is relatively wear, uh, uh, rare uh, here in Georgia. But that was for the exact purpose. What relief, what response do, uh, do uh, all Georgians need in the wake of Hurricane Michael? And... Um, What's particularly unique and uh, I'm more focused, uh, I work more with uh, farmers and agriculture as an industry than any other any other industry. But what we have now seen is these are very rural communities Mm -hmm. and in those communities, uh, agriculture or forestry, uh, and those industries that support them make up the largest economic impact employer for those counties. In fact, I think the statistics show about one-third of Georgia's 159 counties, the largest industry, is agriculture or agroforestry-related. Mm-hmm. So when the, uh, when the cotton farmer uh, can't pay his bills, uh, can't pay his employees, can't run the cotton gin, uh, don't make their uh, you know, utility payments for the further processing of that cotton, it affects everybody in that county. It affects the schools. It affects the tax base and all the other industries that, that support them. Um, the special session looked at a number of different industries. They approved uh, roughly $500 million in emergency response due to the hurricane, And but about half of that was targeted to some aspect of agriculture. So they didn't just focus on agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they focused on, on every sector of, of, the, uh, of uh, Georgia's communities, uh, but they still need to be applauded for coming together and acting swiftly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I guess that to your
0: point, is the, is the answer there then, why are why are farmers, I guess you said it's not just farmers, it was everybody down there. Um, but is this really just a principle of helping out your fellow
1: man when they're down? Is that kind of what the special session was about? yeah absolutely just just helping in, in general you know what what could the state possibly do where are where are the needs mm-hmm. um, Again I've been focused on the on the farmer agricultural side but for some of these crops we, we' just talked about pecans and 10 years to production um, but as it relates to agriculture in these more rural communities some of these folks if they can't at least have a shot for a crop to produce a meaningful crop in 2019 mm-hmm. or even 2020 then they're going to be gone. They're they're not going to recover at all. And so where the uh, Georgia General Assembly really stepped in is, is to adopt some programs to hopefully give these folks another chance of getting back on their feet in the next couple of years.
0: That's awesome. And, of course, that has to be done because with agriculture being Georgia's number one industry, uh, what is it? Is it $80 billion? Or-
1: 70, $75 billion se- in economic impact in our top industry here in the state of Georgia, which many folks still don't realize today.
0: Yeah. So if that happens and that takes a hit and, you're not, and they get out of the business because they don't have the funds to get back into business, well, like you said, that affects the tax base. That affects our schools. That affects those communities in the long run. Uh, and I'm sure some of those towns that were hit the hardest should the state have not have stepped in, would not have seen the recovery or gone back to anything like what they were prior to the storm. That's correct. So um, so, so great to kind of to circle on that as to what the importance is. Uh, now I want to talk, you kind of mentioned there the special session, how rare that is. The governor deal it was his last hurrah, if you will. He was heading out and uh, he called back into session. It didn't seem like, um, you know, there was the whole Delta tax credit. We're not even going to get into that. We don't, That's not what this is about. But that was really the only kind of disagreement there seemed to be at this it seemed like Georgia was pretty much on the same page about the need to come together and help these farmers and help those communities.
1: That's exactly right and in in looking at the at the ag programs that they established uh, they established a Georgia timber tax credit that's a 200 uh, $200 million dollar tax credit for Georgia landowners that were impacted uh, their timber or forest but that also applies to uh, pecan trees that were that were lost Mm. or damaged and if that, that program is going to be administered by Georgia Department of Revenue, where we think it will be launched sometime in March. But if you have demonstrated damage to timber orchard crops from Hurricane Michael, uh, you, can, you can file for a Georgia tax credit. Uh, and if, if you're willing to clean up the debris and replant, try to reestablish those forests, then you'll be able to uh, apply for up to $200 per acre acre. Uh, Georgia tax credit. And so that's a substantial, substantial program that they adopted. Uh, a couple of other programs that I'll, I'll mention briefly, the um, they approved $55 million through the Georgia Development Authority, and that's located in, in Monroe, Georgia, Georgia Development Authority to create a loan program. So go back to thinking, how do we help these landowners, businesses, how do we give them at least some liquidity to satisfy their bankers, their lending needs, in hopes of giving them a chance in 2019. So $55 million uh, through Georgia Development Authority to create the Safety 21 program. And uh, that acronym is, 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 is Securing Agriculture, Food, the Environment, for you, you can't pass a bill without a good acronym. Got to have a good acronym. <laughs> but um, you know, the so special session was in November. Mm-hmm. That program has already loaned out. I think uh, the recent numbers, thirty-six million dollars wow. that have already been approved or have gone out directly into these these farmers' hands. Yes, it is. It is a loan. Uh, it's a low interest loan. It's uh, it's only a short term, seven year. Seven-year loan program, but it was the best way that Georgia could immediately infuse some liquidity uh, out in those rural communities. Um, a number of agribusinesses can, can have applied and have also applied. the uh, the, the third program that I'll mention is um, is timber debris and cleanup, and so this is also through Georgia Development Authority, but it's in close partnership with our Georgia Forestry Commission. But the idea being twenty million dollars can uh, goes into a cost share, 8020 cost share program if the landowner needs to or agrees to get this dead wood off off the ground. We don't necessarily think about it. There's a lot of down trees, a lot of pines, uh, again, orchard crops as well. and we don't need that wood just sitting there on the on the forest floor. It's a significant fire hazard. Uh, it's su- uh, suspect to disease and insects and that sort of thing. So this 20 million dollars in cost share. Uh, if the landowner will put up twenty uh, percent, the uh, this the state will match eighty uh, percent to help get this uh, this debris cleaned up and off the forest floor. Okay, so is that in, in financial terms, or are we talking in actual labor
0: terms? So, uh, so the, are we talking that the the landowner can put up the money, the the twenty dollars, and they put up one hundred, uh, the eighty dollars. Now that you hire somebody, the hundred dollars to come in, or are we talking? They assess how much it would cost, and then they put up. You know, are we talking to them actually removing themselves what, or both?
1: What what we are hoping is that folks go ahead and have the let's get this timber off the floor, mm-hmm. and then assess those costs, labor cost, other costs, and then and then we'll revisit when revisit that when that when the applications come in. But we're encouraging folks that hopefully they have the opportunity to get some of this cleaned up. And if I understand the program correctly, uh, it will uh, it will be to recoup the overall cost. Okay. But uh, Georgia Forestry Commission has uh, some excellent information on the Debris Cleanup Program. Uh, Georgia Development Authority, if you go to their website, uh, you'll see right at the top, the Safety 21 Program. And then the Georgia Timber Tax Credit, Georgia Department of Revenue, is working on the uh, regulations for that program, and we're expecting to see it sometime in March. Awesome. Well, And
0: this is just, you know, new information to me. Whenever I think of cleanup from a storm i'm thinking you're getting the stuff out of the roads it's it's ugly it's uh it's inconvenient i'm not thinking safety hazards or safety issues um and i guess that that's kind of a real consideration it's not something that didn't
1: even cross my cross my mind it's a it's dangerous work (laughs) (laughs) agriculture in itself is dangerous and then when you have a, a devastating storm like we we saw the cleanup is significantly uh, dangerous as well. So is that something that we've
0: seen in other communities? Though, if you don't pull up those those timbers of those logs, that you'll that you've seen those disease and stuff
1: like that come in, and how does that even come? How does that even happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've learned a lot about what happens to timber products as soon as that tree hits the ground, okay. and um, the it, 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 even even if we think about these uh, timber logs that are on the ground, you would think there would still be some value there, these mm-hmm. mature pines, and but as soon as that tree hits the ground as soon as it dies it starts to decay and it invites a whole host of uh, disease fungus insect pressure Uh, and then you've got just the fire damage itself so there's some the state felt like there was significant value in encouraging folks to get that cleaned up Hmm. and uh, in the case of orchard crops or pecans until you get some of that down timber picked up you're not going to even have an opportunity for a, a, a crop the following
0: year. So we're going to get into what needs to be done coming, kind of moving forward. But before we do that, you hit kind of your three highlights of what happened under special session with Governor Nathan Deal uh, leading the way. But can you also talk about, um, you know, uh, I, I'm looking here at some of the some of the different things. There's a 69 million for the governor's emergency fund. You talked about the the this has 75 million for the mm-hmm. Georgia Development Authority. But you talked kind of hit some of these highlights. Um, you you hit what was good. What were some of the things that you were hoping to maybe see get through that wasn't
1: able to happen in the special
0: session, um, that that you would have liked to see across that finish line?
1: This was a significant first step. Uh, you know what what they what the general assembly approved in special session, and, and it was timely and it was it was needed. But then again, think about the losses that we're looking at. We're looking at two point five billion dollars just in the ag uh, mm-hmm. agricultural crop damages. That's not the further processing that would have taken place. Uh, had that had those crops gone to market so we're talking about a lot of money Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't think anyone is expecting to make these business owners whole but again just to get them an opportunity uh, for the next two years to at least try to stay in business so we're going to need more assistance Um, what we would like to see and I think in the current General Assembly legislative session uh, uh, now uh, this is still on everyone's minds, which which is a good thing. So if we need to go back and revisit some of these programs, I think the appetite is there. Mm-hmm. But what uh, what we really need is our federal government to step up and at least provide some uh, some federal dollars to help assist these these rural communities.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to the federal government in just a second. But I think what's so stark in the in the contrast here. It's just the difference between the state and the federal governments, right? I mean, this happens. I'm sure the same situation happened in Florida and Alabama where the states were on it, where you had the people coming. in. The, the, there's unity behind the issue. There wasn't a whole lot of infighting down there. Um, just people saw the need to, to get down there and help their fellow man. And we're still kind of waiting to see what, <laughs> what the federal government's going to do about this. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's fun. It's encouraging to see efficiency in government because you don't get to see it a lot.
1: And this is just such a neat time where you're seeing efficiency in our state government. Again, just can't uh, just can't compliment the state of Georgia enough in being responsive with some relevant programs that are that are going to help folks. Um, Georgia has been hit three years in a row with hurricanes at yeah. some at at some point at, at some geography in the state, and uh, obviously Hurricane Michael was the worst. But we're still waiting on uh, some some federal programs to be implemented from the previous three hurricanes. So okay. it's it's nice that Georgia can step up and be. Responsive to mm-hmm. the needs of his citizens as quick as as quick as we can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, so let's get into that. So, um, so we're talking about the federal government. We're talking about kind of Georgia stepping up, and now it's kind of the the federal government has said they would. Uh, if you looked, if you were following the news in the last week or two, um, you know that uh, that Senator Isaacson and Senator Perdue have really kind of gotten vocal about this recently, about uh, that we need kind of some funds and some support uh, for. Those who are affected by this, but specifically, of course, their interests are in Georgia. Can you talk a little bit about what is being talked about in D.C.? What uh, what the uh, Georgia you know G- Georgia agriculture is asking for? W- where do we stand right now with some federal assistance?
1: Well, and and, and you know, like our like our state uh, gov- government officials, our congressional Georgia congressional delegation has been fantastic to work with. Uh, Congressman Scott, who was uh, right there in the in the in the heart of the area, uh, and, and also Congressman Bishop, his staff is been excellent, and the the two of them are working well together to try to get some assistance. Um, And there's been several different renditions, several different versions of a disaster relief type package, but what we have to realize is significant wildfires out in the west in California and the losses that those sustained. Uh, Earthquake in Alaska, uh, severe weather issues in Hawaii. So when we Even though we're focused and we're asking our congressional delegation to help us get some relief here in Georgia, in the bigger picture, all those other disasters have to be taken into consideration as well. So I think, in my opinion, that adds to some of the challenges of why can't we just pull the trigger and get some some relief to, to those areas. Uh, But I I do know, and again, proud of our Georgia delegation, I do know those conversations are ongoing and we're hopeful and we will keep working to try to uh, try to give uh, uh, these business owners the relief that they need.
0: As things stand right now, and of course, politics is fluid, nothing is finalized until it's finalized. But as things stand right now, what kind of relief packages are being talked about in terms of dollar amounts?
1: well with given given the the recent hurricane events that we've seen in the US in recent years there's some there's some programs that uh, have been implemented the Wip program wildfires hurricane indemnity program so we've got some models out there and in some cases it may be just as easy as changing some of the dates on those models and then getting them appropriately funded and then releasing that money to the state but we've heard it, we've we've seen Uh, draft consideration of of disaster relief payments from anywhere from $1 billion to $3 billion and and up. But keep in mind, uh, that would have to be shared with across the rest of the country. And again, our damages just in Georgia with Hurricane Michael were $2.5 billion. So, uh, it,
0: so so the primary shares on that would be Georgia, Florida, Alabama. Those are who we know and who we're talking about, who we're thinking about. That's but that's correct. also being shared with California and their wildfires with the severe storms in Hawaii. Is that correct? So that package would deal with all those states? That is, that is correct. Okay. And that is are, correct. are there any other states that had some serious... Uh,
1: uh, that you that you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, the um, the main um, California with the wildfires, now we have uh, the, the situation in Alaska with the hurricanes, and even in the southeast, which is where we've been primarily focused, um, yes, we're looking at Georgia, uh, Alabama, the panhandle of Florida primarily, uh, but North Carolina and South Carolina also have, they have reported damages. Nothing, nothing to the extent of the other three, mm. uh, but those would have to be taken into consideration as well. So when you start opening up that picture, it would take a large uh, large source of revenues to spread across that many states. Mm. And uh, it seems that anytime there's discussion of disaster relief, Puerto Rico keeps coming up in the picture. And so that's a whole nother consideration. Uh, or or obstacle that has to be uh, overcome at the federal level. Huh. Um, so that's kind of where we're looking for it in the state. Uh, how about,
0: I mean, in the, on the federal level? Um, let's talk real quickly about you're in the middle of, of session right now down in there, and I know that you're in the trenches, and so you don't want to get too much in the weeds right now. But what are the, some of the things we're hoping to see before before Sunny die?
1: Well, as it relates to as it relates to Hurricane Michael, uh, again, I feel like the 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 uh, attitude is there, or the, the environment is open to revisit any of Georgia's needs. I think at this stage, with those three primary programs that I mentioned. We're just looking to see, okay, what are those needs going to be? Uh, how, how many folks are going to apply for the Georgia Timber Tax Credit? That's mm-hmm. the $200 million. Uh, we've just about exhausted all the loan funding in the, in the loan program, and applications will start coming in soon on the debris cleanup. But I do feel like and optimistic that if there's a need to go back and revisit uh, uh, storm relief efforts, Georgia General Assembly will do that.
0: So, in case there's somebody out here listening, and uh, and one of their representatives has to be happens to be influential in this process, and they have a heart to reach out to that individual, uh, and would like to to encourage them in this, uh, you know, in the support efforts, we just kind of talk about some of the key players that are under the gold dome right now for this issue. Who are some of the people who've really taken the lead on? On, on this issue or happen to be involved with the committees that were are, are key players on this well issue. And
1: I know I, I, I don't want to overlook Governor Deal and the support that, that, that he lended uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of his term and uh, along with that uh, Governor Kemp has stepped right up and uh, has been responsive he's been to some of these rural communities he's mm-hmm. seen firsthand and he, he truly has an interest uh, I, I deal more in the agricultural space and uh, so we've, we've got a number of new committee assignments in the House and Senate this year, but the, uh, our, our standbys in, on the House Ag Committee is uh, Tom McCall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of, of rural Georgia and agriculture, uh, so he's, he's very important to the industry. Senator John Wilkinson on the Senate Ag Committee uh, it, it is uh, still in his chairmanship position. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple of new uh, members on his committee but uh, you know those are some of the key players in the ag space. And where, where are they located? Do you know where where their districts are located in here in Georgia. Uh, Chairman McCall's uh, El- Elbert County, Elberton, okay. Georgia, and then Senator Wilkinson is uh, in uh, near Tahoka, Stevens, Stevens County, Great. and then uh, you know that's that's more focused on ag. But if you look at the overall key players, uh, Chairman England from uh, just mm-hmm. up the road in, in Winder is still the chair of. Uh, House Appropriations Committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Senate side, Chairman Jack Hill. That's a big focus of what's going on in the General Assembly right now as we get the uh, FY19 and the FY20 budgets uh, moving forward. We'll continue to have a number of meetings and, and hearings throughout the General Assembly on, in, in the coming weeks on both of those.
0: Awesome. Well, but I appreciate you coming in and uh, and speaking with us a little bit. Um, you Your wealth of knowledge is so appreciated. How, how long have you been in the and do in your role now as a uh, handling policy for uh, agricultural office?
1: I've been with the uh, Georgia Department of Ag for, for eight years now, but uh, ever since uh, my entire career, I've been able to be involved in some capacity in agriculture or policy or, or uh, on, the, on the policy side, government affairs side uh, also. But uh, 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 been with uh, Commissioner Black now for eight years.
0: Well, I mean, he's lucky to have you, George is lucky to have you, especially our farmers here in Georgia are lucky to have you because you do such a good job down there. Not only are you so knowledgeable, down in the Gold Dome, two years in one office is an eternity, right? People jump around so much, but um, not only uh, have you been there for so long, but you really pour yourself into it. It's so obviously that, that this is kind of what uh, what you care about so much, and I appreciate um, ha- being able to, to reach out to you. I know whenever these storms were going on, I was able to just get in contact with you, and uh, and we were able to get the... The, the scoop on everything that was going on. We just so appreciate that. All right, Georgia Pod. Uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, and that wraps it up for this special uh, with Beau Warren, po- uh, Director of Policy for the Georgia Department of Agriculture, talking agriculture in Georgia, more specifically supporting our farmers uh, in the wake of Hurricane Michael. That's our show for the week. If you like what you heard, share the show with a friend and go over to iTunes and give us a rating or a review. It really helps other people find our show. We'll be back with another episode of Peach Pod next week. Until then, take care, y'all.